You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome back to the Pullbox Podcast. Uh, this is our 66th episode uh, in which we're going to talk about Superman uh, Rebirth Volume 1, Son of Superman. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I am your other host, Curtis Findlay. I And I, I this is the first post new 52 uh review episode i think that we're going to do where it is not only a decent book but you're going to get a glowing review on this one from me um <laughs> this, me too me too this superman book i uh, uh, and and we're also going to be talking about superman lois and clark which was a uh, it's branded as road to rebirth but it was um this was done as a tie-in to convergence i uh, there was a convergence lois and clark story as well this is not the convergence story this was like they did convergence which was part of the larger like event yeah story which i have but that's read. what brought lois and clark yeah f- from, from from the, the proper post, post-crisis so they're like the pre-52 lois and yeah clark. we have to it, there's okay i'm gonna <laughs> what, define what's history here <laughs> i'm gonna define a couple of things you have um, the original Superman, yeah. who uh, is the leaps tall, uh, tall buildings in a single bound, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. I, I can't fly. I eventually gets heat vision, X-ray vision, that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I, that is the original Superman, and he sort of evolves over the years through the Golden Age and then the Silver Age, uh, and then at the end of the Silver Age, we get crisis right we get the crisis on infinite others which wipes out the multiverse it wipes out everything and it basically yep. starts the dc continuity anew this is in the 80s yeah i uh, and superman is rebooted by john byrne yep um and that is where um much of the what is considered classic Superman mythology comes from. So a lot of the Jor-El and Lara story comes from the John Byrne stuff. Obviously that, that story exists in the classic Superman and the original Superman, but, um, well, the whole being raised by John and Martha comes from that too, right? Is uh, that, or is that from the Superman movie? It is, it is no, it is definitely from the older comics because well, it, it is part of Superboy, and Superboy is pre-Crisis. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's certainly not considered um, an integral part of the character. Uh, the only thing that's important there is that he is raised by a regular, uh, mild-mannered Kansas yeah. farm family, right? right? Um, so his ideals are the same as the American ideals. Yeah. Um, but but it is definitely John Byrne influenced very much by by Richard Donner and, yeah. and the Christopher Reeve Superman film um, to focus on on his Kansas Smallville life and inform the character through that. So, we're, so those are two Superman then. Yeah, so that's two. So that brings us up to uh, I, 
the new 52, um, in which the whole of the, of DC gets rebooted again and Superman becomes a very different character. I, edgier, um, not as, uh, altruistic or idealistic as, as, uh, the Superman, the John Byrne post-crisis Superman. So I'll, I'll, I'll refer to, um, the Superman that is in this book as post-crisis Superman for the rest of this. So that we're really clear. Okay. And then new 52 Superman is new 52 Superman. Right. Um, soon after convergence or sort of as part of convergence, new 52 Superman dies, uh, in order to defeat this, I, I actually, I guess, I guess it's just after convergence in order to defeat a, a, a villain more powerful than any other villain that he's ever fought before. Um, new 52 Superman has an ability called solar flare in which he can take all of the solar energy that he's stored up in his body, which is where Superman gets his power post-crisis yeah. uh, is from the, the radiation from the sun soaks up into Superman's Kryptonian cells yeah. and gives him all of the abilities that he has. New 52 Superman has the ability to release all of this energy at once. He's used it a couple of times up until this point, but he's never fully used it. He's never discharged absolutely every ounce of this energy. Um, as I understand, I haven't actually read that story, but as I understand it, that's what he does. He does this to defeat this bad guy. And in doing so, he basically obliterates himself. He, yeah. he turns to ash um, in Superman's hands, in, in post-crisis Superman's hands. Um, post-crisis Superman, along with Lois, post-crisis Lois, have been living in the New 52 continuity since its inception. But post-crisis Superman has been going under the radar this yeah. whole time they've purposely they've been yeah. living in secret yeah um he's been helping but from afar and never being seen there's there's one moment in lois and clark where he almost lets batman see him but <laughs> but he can't because he doesn't know if this bruce is as trustworthy as his bruce because his version of like this version of clark the new 52 version of clark is so different from him and his his ideals. Yeah. Well, um, and he references that just the entire world is a much more jaded yeah. and cynical place yeah. than his his world that he used to live in. Yeah. So um, after New Fifty Two, Superman sacrifices himself. I post Crisis Superman starts to uh, by necessity of you know the world needs a Superman. He starts to step out of the shadows a little bit more. In in Lois and Clark, he is wearing. Um, very reminiscent of the death and return of Superman. Uh, it's an all black outfit with the silver ass silver belts yeah. and white boots. Um, and he's got the beard, which right. I, I, if there's one thing that, that will get me to connect with a Superman story right off the bat, <laughs> it's giving him a beard because there's just something about it that like it humanizes him a little bit. Um, and, and it, I don't know. It just, that's why you like Obi-Wan so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, oh, there's, we'll get to that. There, one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite Superman stories of all time. Now, like I put this, I put son of Superman in my top 10. Like if you put these two books together, it's because of the Obi-Wan Anakin relationship there. Well, there is an Obi-Wan reference. Like, uh, Lois tells Superman, uh, about midway through son of Superman, 
uh, in reference to Jonathan, who we haven't really mentioned that much yet, uh, or I don't know if we have it all, but I, uh, Lois and Clark post crisis, Lois and Clark have a son who is half human and yeah. half Kryptonian, very important in son of Superman, not as important in, in the Lois and Clark story, but I, I, Jonathan, I, and, and Lois says to, to Clark, um, in reference to, to Jonathan learning to use his powers, you have to be his Obi-Wan. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they're foreshadowing a, a direction that that story is going to go, but in the current comics, uh, Jonathan, Superboy Jonathan, is teamed up with Damian Wayne Batman, uh, sorry, Damian Wayne Robin. Yeah. And Damian Wayne's a little bit, of a, a junior anti-hero. Yeah. So uh, if that rubs off on Jonathan, I don't know if that'll be necessarily a good thing, but um, I'm excited to get into those comics as well to, to, to see that. Cause I'm actually, one of the things that I was most pleasantly surprised in both of these books was that Jonathan is actually a really good character. Yeah. Um, he's very well written. Be- yeah. And I think part of it is because he's actually written like a child yeah like a like his age yeah um which a lot of a lot of writers don't write children age appropriate yeah they either write them too old or too young yeah Um, but this one's spot on yeah and especially when you're reading through lois and clark um there's a lot of kind of time jumping through different eras yeah um because they 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 go from present day to flashbacks to different points of young jonathan's life and and um, Dan Jurgen, as a writer, nails it every time at every different, you know, developmental yeah. stage of, of, uh, of, of Jonathan. Yeah, and 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 uh, basically the we're going to jump now f- away from Lois and Clark because I think like Lois and Clark just basically gets you caught up um, and fills in the gap of what Lois and Clark did. In the well, enchi- entire continuity of of and New Fifty Two, and arrived. that story, Lois and Clark is also about. Um, Jonathan discovering, figuring out on his own yeah. the secret, like his dad's secret, because he, yeah. Clark hasn't told him, yeah. um, but also discovering powers himself. So then when we yeah. get to volume one, Son of Superman, we we already have a Jonathan that knows about his dad yeah. and who already has discovered most of his superpowers. Yeah, and, and he's exploring them, and it's definitely... Um, uh, it, it, th- that is sort of the, the, the main pivot of the whole story is, is the idea that Jonathan is learning to use his powers and Clark is very, uh, hesitant to let him unleash and, 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 uh, get comfortable with his powers because yeah. he doesn't want in this world, in this version of their earth, he doesn't want Jonathan to be vulnerable um, to the criticism and the danger that, that, that this earth has, um, because these villains don't pull punches. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it last month when we, when we read, uh, Batman Endgame, and that version of the Joker is a much more deadly extreme version of the Joker. And it's kind of, um, there's a meta narrative going on in these stories that is, um, I believe, the influence of Jeff Johns, uh, because this story, uh, the the reintroduction of post-crisis Superman came right after Jeff Johns was appointed as the creative director for DC Comics, um, which okay. they created a position above 
uh, Dan DiDio, editor of DC Comics, editor in chief, uh, and 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 that it is also overseeing the film and television DC yeah. Comics properties, and that and Jeff Johns was given that position, um, and when he was given that position, he basically went to all of the different divisions of DC Comics and said okay, the Warner brothers, like, like you have to do this. You can't do that. It's over. Like, like I, you know, you still have to check to see if this character is available to you, but the answer is going to be yes, more often than it was previously. Hmm. Um, and that's why you've seen the, a change in, um, in the flash legends of tomorrow, uh, and arrow on the CW. Cause like they've been given, more license to use I, I more comic accurate interpretations of the characters. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. And it will eventually trickle down into the films, I think, but uh, you know, it's yet to be seen and I don't think that it's going to happen in either of the ones that are released this year. Yeah. It's but too the, late. those ones are too yeah, far into production, but the fastest turnaround on these changes definitely is in the comics. Right. Um, and, and this Superman um, is, I mean, like, I don't have anything to back this up, but it is, in my opinion, a direct influence of Jeff Johns coming back and saying, okay, we have to fix things. And first and foremost, we have to fix Superman because the new 52 Superman is not that character. And they go to great lengths in both in both Lois and Clark and this first volume of Superman post-rebirth uh, to point out that new 52 Superman is a version but he is not the <laughs> superman yeah the john byrne post-crisis superman is the superman um because he is the superman he's he's the superman inspired by christopher reeve's portrayal he is the superman with uh the mythology that everybody knows by rote um he's the superman with the rogues gallery that everybody knows i yeah well and that's one of the biggest points yeah. Um, I one of the best things they did, they did was hired Dan Jurgens to do this Lois yeah. and Clark um, uh, a story to to reintroduce the the real Superman back into the continuity here. Yeah. Because Dan Jurgens was one of the you know the architects for the Death of Superman story. Like he yeah. he knows he knows this the character. character. Yeah. And I was listening to an interview with him just the other day on this book, and he was saying that um, one of the things that makes this di Superman different. Is that character? Is that we, the audience, know we know him already? Mm -hmm. um, because and we know this is the Superman that fought Doomsday, and this is the Superman yeah. that, that worked at the Daily Planet, and yeah. and but we didn't know the other Superman. So the other Superman was a stranger. Yeah, and sure, they were going to unfold these stories and introduce these characters that that um, that you know we all know and we're all familiar with, but they're not the 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 versions yeah so now we have a, a Superman that we are familiar with yeah. so we're rooting for him yeah yeah and uh, w the first time that I heard that they were doing this uh, which was like just before convergence um, I was in the comic shop and Andrew was telling me like hey you hear about this what they're doing with Superman I think you're going to be excited <laughs> and and he starts telling me and I was like you don't need to say any more I'm down like yeah. like I'm I'm not going to get issues I'm not going to jump back in and invest because issues are more expensive and all that and and you know like you got to keep up with it on a regular basis all that sort of thing um and they pile up 
but I, but I was like, okay, when the first volume comes out, let me know because I am going to, A, I'm going to want to read it and B, I'm going to want to cover it on pull box because yeah. this, is, this is sort of a, um, for Superman fans, I think it's a bit of a, of a watershed moment, uh, in, in the character. Well, it was coming back to who he's supposed to be in the comics. It's more than that is DC admitting that they made a mistake. That is the biggest thing, right? It, and that's why I say it, there's a meta narrative throughout both of these books that is post crisis. Superman is constantly pointing it out that like, there's something wrong with this world. This is not the DC universe, right? This is, it's different. Yeah. And, uh, and he is not saying, well, different is different. He's saying, no, different, worse. Like there's something, (laughs) there's something, there's something off about this world. I don't trust it. And like, you're taking Superman who in, in his own version of the DC universe is the one to always say like, you know, like, I. shortly before new 52 happened live wire reformed and became a hero and live wire was one of like the the uh, live wire came from the animated series but um since much like harley quinn since her inception in the animated series went on to become this recurring superman foe that was you know like like one of the characters that could be one of the biggest pains in the butt for superman because zapping him with lightning is a really (laughs) easy way to be like well you know everybody is imperfect everybody understands the danger of lightning and it's the one thing that we can get away with saying like if the lightning's powerful enough it'll actually slow superman down right so she became like a really really i i easy supervillain to go back to the well on yeah right um because she could actually go toe-to-toe with superman in that world because this superman is the one that is way overpowered and can move the moon if he needs to and right whatever um but she reformed and superman was the character in that comic to be like everybody else stand down. If she says that she's reformed, we have to give her the chance. Right. And here he is in this world going, I don't even trust Batman. Yeah. I don't trust their Superman. I don't trust any of these heroes. They look like my friends, but they don't act like my friends. And, and so, you know, when you've got the, the, the symbol, you know, one third of, of the iconography of your, uh, entire corporation yeah. <laughs> saying in your current comic books, this is all wrong. We need to fix it. I like, that's a big statement. And I, and I don't think that that is um, conspiracy theory or anything of that sort. Like, I think that it's a very obvious choice for them to, first of all, say to Superman fans, we hear you. We're sorry we're going to do everything we can to fix it, which is what yeah. you do in good customer service. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's also saying to the larger DC fandom, like we're going to get stuff back on track. Uh, Joker's not going to be ripping off his own face in the future. What's interesting know. though, is that um, they, when you say like, we hear you, we're going to fix this. The solution was not writing their current Superman into yeah. um, into a change of heart or yeah. or whatever. It was just saying, no, that is actually the wrong guy. Let's forget about him. Yeah. Here's the, the, uh, the other guy. <laughs> He's yeah. coming back. Yeah. Um, because they could have easily taken that other Superman and just gone in a different direction. For sure. Or softened him up a little bit or For something. Sure. But it was, 
um, I guess maybe they wanted it to be more obvious. But you know, I Superman is is the the father of the DC Comics universe, yeah. right? And so well, I think what you said before about about you know this being the Superman that we all know and love. They wanted the history back. Yeah, and it's not just the personality back. Yeah. They wanted the history, and th- with that history comes comfort, right? Yeah. And this Superman. New 52 Superman, if he said something reassuring, you would look at it and go, well, okay, it's not really earned, but whatever. I guess that's the direction they want to go with the story. This Superman, when he says something reassuring, at the end of the book, when he puts the the lunar module back where he found it after <laughs> destroying half the moon uh, and, and, uh, and putting the American flag back up all for... Uh, you know the the news broadcast like for NASA and everybody to to broadcast all over the earth um he, he's doing that for a reason yeah. and you trust him and you believe him right and that's the other part of the meta narrative in this story is that he has just started showing himself as superman everybody saw new 52 superman die like it was, they had a funeral. They yeah. were gonna erect a giant statue in his honor, just like, just like post-crisis Superman when he died at the hands of Doomsday. Um, and then this other Superman shows up, and everybody's going, just as mm-hmm. they did yeah. in the Death and Return of Superman. Is this the real Superman? Right. We saw Superman die. Who is this? We don't trust him. And he's wearing the black outfit. Yeah, and he's wearing the black it's outfit. Perfect. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's so great circle. and. <laughs> The other part of it that's awesome is that this story introduces the Eradicator. Yeah. And uh, it's a new version of the Eradicator who starts off not necessarily as a threat, not necessarily as a foe, but through the course of the story becomes a foe um, through interaction with with Clark and Jonathan in particular. Um, Jonathan is the reason why he does become a villain, right? It's that it's the, the element of... Uh, he's impure, he's tainted, which uh, is so great because it, it actually harkens back to the John Byrne vision of Krypton, which is that uh, the Kryptonians were like, they, they, because they were perfected, right? That's how they saw themselves. Yeah. They, um, they, they didn't intermix with other, other races as a, as a, you know, the point of honor, point of pride. Um, and, uh, they didn't even they didn't allow physical contact amongst their own species. They if you go back and you look at those comics, you'll notice that like Jor-El is is dressed head to toe and the only part of his skin that's showing is his face. Huh. Right? And the same with Lara. And that's because they didn't they forbid physical contact, skin to skin contact. Um and that's where in Man of Steel, the idea that that Kryptonians are born from birthing pods that comes from the John Byrne stuff. Um, and like it, and that Kal-El is the first natural born child of Krypton. Um, that's not the case in the John Byrne stuff In the John Byrne stuff. They take his birthing pod and they actually retrofit it into the rocket, which is why the rocket only has room for one room for the baby. Um, which is, I thought, I think it's one of the greatest things that they ever did is like you legitimize why there's only room for one. Right. And then they borrow that in man of steel. Um, and I think they may have borrowed it in the new 52 stuff as well, but, um, eradicator shows up and, and is going to help Clark, uh, rebuild Krypton essentially. He's like, you know, like I have all of the 
like with your genetic information, we can create a new Krypton, which new Krypton is a storyline that post-crisis Clark is very familiar with because he lived through it. Um, And they sort of allude to that and uh, to to the idea that Eradicator uh, would like to basically enact that, but through, you know, creating a bunch of new Kryptonians. Um, But then he encounters Jonathan and goes like, well, this is a blasphemy basically because the eradicators were programmed by zod and zod was a zealot and he was all about the purity and all that sort of thing yeah. so i uh, they, they bring zod into it and eradicator and they connect those two things with with krypton and and um and it kind of just escalates further and further with with superman uh trying to at first reason with the eradicator and then eventually having to fight him um, and, and the eradicator sucks up crypto and you get that, <laughs> yeah. like your heart sinks. Cause you're like, no, yeah. not crypto. Um, even though that crypto is new 52 crypto, it's not, oh. I don't believe, or do they have crypto with them? They call them, they have a dog. They have a different name, like Ranger or something like that. Yeah. They have their dog on the farm. I'm, I'm almost positive that this crypto is, is new 52 Clark's crypto. Okay. Um, who actually like in the they get away from it in this by drawing him more like a regular dog when he was introduced in the new 52 comics he was introduced as a kryptonian dog uh-huh. and was different looking he was much more like ferocious looking oh yeah um because the new, because 52, new 52 was all about it being edgier and cool. it looked like if todd mcfarlane was, I was going to say uh, is the X-Force of... Uh, yeah, like, he's uh, like, oh, you know what would be even cooler is if Crypto had spikes. Yeah, um, and really big I, guns strapped to his back. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, just give him a mullet and a trench coat. I, <laughs> New 52 in a nutshell. Um, anyways, we got a little sidetrack there, but <laughs> uh, Crypto gets sucked in, and that's sort of the moment where you go like, oh, no, this... And Crypto gets sucked in because he's sacrificing himself to protect jonathan and you're yeah. just like good boy you know it's <laughs> one of those moments i and and then at the end of the book i it pays off in spades when when clark rips crypto back out of the eradicator and yeah, that's what and a then, cool scene. yeah she, and then through crypt, the shield yeah, yeah through the shield and then crypto and and superman defeat the eradicator together which just like it is one of those things that like it it, it it's another one of those signals from the writers of like, we know Superman, we, we haven't forgotten and, and like you can trust us. Yeah. Right. Because, uh, new 52, I don't think would have had Clark as attached to crypto in that way, but like crypto is Superman's dog. Right. And like, it's a stupid, stupid concept that, that, in the Silver Age, not only did they send Clark away, but they also <laughs> sent his dog soon after. They couldn't send, you know, like they didn't get in their own rockets, but they built a rocket just for his dog so that he well, would have a companion. And what about Streaky the super cat? Exactly. And, and Comet the super horse. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid stuff. But um, but at the same time, familiar and, and comfort food, yeah. right? So to have Superman and Crypto together defeat the eradicator is just this signal of like this is superman business as usual yeah. not this new 52 stuff so um I, and and then and then in a, in um amongst all of that meta narrative stuff that we're talking about uh, to go back to jonathan he is just 
such an interesting character and the evolution of Clark's relationship with him through Lois and Clark and then son of Superman is just, it's, it's, it's a great father son story. What I really like about that is that we've had lots of stories uh, in the past where we see young Clark learning about his powers, like, you know, Superman for all seasons and all that kind of stuff. But this is we get, but um, yeah, we get to experience now, Superman discovering his powers for the first time, but now under the tutelage yep. of, you know, the the best Kryptonian that you could yep. possibly have as your mentor. Yeah. Whereas Clark had to figure it out all by himself. Yep. Like he had the he had the guidance of Ma and Pa Kent, who yep. were his kind of moral compass, but they didn't know anything about his powers. This is going to be um there's just so many story potential story possibilities yep. that are gonna come out of this. Yeah. Um and I think I think that they have the the potential uh, if they continue the story for as long as I, I hope that they do, uh, if it continues to be good, um, like they've done in the past with Robin, with Dick Grayson. Eventually, Dick Grayson gets older, and eventually he goes to lead the Teen Titans, and then he becomes Nightwing, and then Batman dies, and he becomes Batman. And I think that that their best way out of, uh, you know, a different continuity Superman living inside this continuity is to get Jonathan to the point where he can take the mantle of Superman and Clark Kent goes away for a while, right? Whatever happens there, you know, maybe him and Lois go start new Krypton and in a story. You mean Clark Smith. (laughs) Yeah, Clark Smith, sure. Uh, yeah, it, like, but but having post crisis Clark die, and Jonathan, yeah, take his place. Um, yeah, because and that's um, Superman hasn't really fallen under that legacy character yeah. um, thing that characters like the Flash yeah. have. Uh, this would be a good opportunity to do something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, and it wouldn't be a clone. It wouldn't right. be an, a, a clone with Lex Luthor's yeah. DNA and all that. Sort so here's a question for you. Um, yeah. So they are. I just mentioned this a second ago. They're actually going under the name Smith now, not yeah. Kent, because they're still living in secret. Mm-hmm. Um, so New 52 Lois is still around? New 52 Lois is still around. Uh, and um, I think they allude to a confrontation sort of in the offing in, in this story. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I know that there has been in the recent comics a confrontation between those two characters. So and this isn't the only Superman title that's out right now, right? Action no, comics is still action. going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what does that one focus on? Do you know? That one focuses on the confusing storyline of another Clark Kent, <laughs> because because as you say, he's Clark Smith, and yeah. they live in uh, Allentown, I think. Is, or, is that uh, something like that? Something like that. Uh, they live in in this other in this other place, um, a Smallville esque life on a farm, um, so that they can raise Jonathan sort of away from the dangers of Metropolis or any of the other cities. Um, Hamilton County. Hamilton County. Yeah, three hundred miles north of Metropolis. Yeah, I, I. So there is this this guy who shows up as Clark Kent because people saw Superman die, but nobody saw Clark Kent die. Right. And in, in the new 52 Clark's parents are both dead already. So you don't need to worry about that. Okay. Um, so yeah, this, this guy shows up calling himself Clark Kent, but he is not Superman. 
he doesn't have the alter ego. He's just Clark Kent. Oh, interesting. And so the first volume of Action Comics is about the mystery of like who is this Clark Kent. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's actually been resolved yet, but because um, I think like the the they would have just finished in issues the the second volumes. I think so. Um, what do you think about Superman's new costume in this? Uh, I think it's all right. I think that the, 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 the blue boots are a misstep and they've already corrected that in the comics. He's, he's since this, which this is not that long ago, these comics just started back in like the, the fall. Yeah. Um, since then they've already fixed his costume. They've got the, uh, red, he's boots got back? the red boots back. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, the, it's still the no trunks. It's still the, the, the man of steel segmented belt. Yeah. Um, but, uh, as with new 52 Superman, it's all about who's drawing it. Like these covers by, uh, by, uh, Kenneth Rockefort are beautiful and, and I, the costume looks great. Right. Um, some of the alternate covers are a little bit wonkier. Um, and, uh, like the Jim Lee one is atrocious. <laughs> I, I, Jim Lee needs to just put the pencil down, just put the pencil down. Well, Jim Lee can do a great Superman, but this doesn't look like Superman. You know, my thing with Jim Lee is just that like he, it's the same as J Scott Campbell and it's the same as, uh, Todd McFarlane. Not that Todd McFarlane does very much these days, but, but when he does, they're just um, kind of calling it in. They, yeah. Like they just, they just do what they're known for. It's like, they're like, like you know i i metallica right they just play the greatest hits <laughs> right or yeah. you know i i i any of those sort of like older musicians when they go on tour and you see them and it's like they you know nobody wants to hear the new stuff they just they just want the greatest hits and with these older comic book artists i feel like it's the same sort of thing like like the 90s are over let it go <laughs> We're really appreciative of what of of the 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 contributions that Jim Lee made to comics, but right. <laughs> um, I don't think he should be steering the ship anymore. Because um, you know, like he designed the the new Fifty Two Superman costume. He designed the costumes for most of the characters in New oh, Fifty Two, okay. and that was one of the reasons why I think like they ended up all kind of looking very nineties ish and very kind of because that's dated his world. Lame. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. But yeah, I, the, I mean, like they've the S is back. Uh, it looks right. Um, it is the it is the the classic Christopher Reeve S. Christopher Reeve S. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's one of the most important things. It's a stupid thing, but the design of that S is actually uh, it 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 informs the character, I think, and. And when you make it edgier or stylize it or whatever, you're making a statement about the direction that your Superman goes. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and uh, that, I mean, people have heard it on Quiver. Um, I've gone on many a rant. Like that, that symbol to me is important and it means something. And when you even wear a T-shirt with it, I, you know, I, I think you have to you have to hold <laughs> yourself to a certain standard because right. you're, you know, I. I think people misuse it a lot. Um, and, uh, but it is an important part of pop culture iconography. Um, and it carries weight with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and, and which version of the S you use carries weight with it, I think. And so to, to bring it back to the classic one. Um, and the thing is, is that most of the shots of Superman are from the waist up anyways. So like <laughs> if his boots are wrong, if he's not wearing the trunks, it's fine. 
Um, but it's no different than than in Lois and Clark, him wearing the uh, costume very inspired by the 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 Return of Superman, Return of Superman yeah. in a during a, a or leading up to a story called Rebirth. You know, like that. That's not accidental. No, like not these, at all. These things. It's a visual medium. These characters, their iconography, Superman's iconography especially, yeah. is so integral to the character. So you can't just put it aside when when Jonathan zips up the his sweater at the end and it it sort of finishes on that that shot of the or not it's not I guess not at the end but but it, he zips it up and you get that shot of the Superman S on his chest yeah you know that's not just my dad's Superman and I have superpowers too that's I'm taking on the mantle right like i'm taking out like what it means to be a superman and it's a visual reversal from the iconic superman ripping his shirt open and there's the thing no now jonathan's putting on yeah the i didn't i didn't put i didn't notice that that's a that's that's a really cool uh observation and i think that's that's powerful right it's one of the reasons why i love this story it's because it gets back to um what's important about superman and and telling stories that are grounded in the core of that character. Mm -hmm. So I hope that they continue. I hope, I hope that they can keep that thread. Um, even in the, in his heyday, I mean like Superman had some rough, rough times in the modern era, uh, under, under different writers and artists, but, um, we're off to a good start here. But this is a good start. This is a very good start. So hopefully they can maintain it. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to continue reading it. I'll pick up volume two. I'll, I'm going to check out action. Um, although I've been told that action's not as good as this. Like Superman is definitely the stronger title of the two. Because Ac- this is the Superman. Yeah. And it, and it's because it's well. a it's this family story and it's, it's focusing on the core of the character. The action yeah. title is more about this Clark Kent guy and the... And it is Action Comics, so it's very action-y. But. Action Comics is coming up on issue 1,000 pretty soon. Oof. So you're probably going to want to be on board to... Uh, yeah. There's going to be a big to-do about that, I'm sure. I'm sure there will. I'm sure there will. Cool. Well, I, I think that that does it for, uh, for, for Superman Rebirth Volume 1, Son of Superman. Yeah, next week we're going to read... Uh, we're going to talk about We Stand on Guard. Yes. The Brian K. Vaughn and Steve Skrose book. And the week after that, we will tackle Ghost in the Shell, the classic manga, uh, yeah. to tie in with the movie that's coming out. Yeah. And what's your pull for next month? Uh, my pull for next month is Avengers versus X-Men. I've been threatening this for a long time. Every time <laughs> we've read uh, an X-Men comic uh, that centers around Cyclops, I have referred to this story because this is the story that um reminded me why cyclops was one of my favorite members of the x-men okay well that's uh, good and uh so i i was going through i didn't want to buy something new <laughs> um because superman i i picked up new from the comic shop i i i just spent a lot of money on a video game console so <laughs> I, I don't have that much money to spend on comics so i was thinking like oh should i try and get something new from the library and then I went, you know, I've got quite the library of comics at home, so I'll pick something. And I was going through, and I was like, oh, maybe I could do this, maybe I could do that. And then as my fingers traced the spines of comics, I hit Avengers versus X-Men, and I went, yeah, it's about time I reread this book. <laughs> okay. Um, which it's not that old, so that tells you how much I like it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. You haven't read it yet, right? I have not, no. So, yeah, yeah I'll be 13 issues, this is a hefty book. 
It is. It's it's a bigger one. It goes against my rule. I'm trying to keep it to smaller books, <laughs> but it is actually a pretty fast read because there's a lot. Although there's a lot of talking at points, um, there's it's also still a lot of comic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a problem. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, uh, that does it for this episode. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Keep reading comics. For more episodes of the Pullbox Podcast, visit us at pullboxpodcast.com or on iTunes. You can find me on various social media websites. Just search for Curtis Findlay. That's Curtis with a K. You can follow me on Twitter at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, and, you know, on Tumblr and Instagram and all those other social medias as well. Uh, go to patreon.com slash thunderquack to support us, where you can kick in as little as a dollar and get a bunch of great rewards the exclusive Thunderquack podcast as well as access to the Facebook group and by getting access to the Facebook group you get that direct line to us to send us suggestions for what we should read on the podcast. If you like this podcast you can check out other great podcasts on the Thunderquack network by heading to thunderquack.com 